Yo, yo. It's the one true host. We were supposed to have a really big guest, but it didn't work out. Then Josh couldn't come through, so it was just me, Gilly, and Ollie shooting the shit. Thanks for fucking coming through. Small state big things. Get in my time. A small state of big takes. This is episode 193, opening take for Stephen O. Scott. What do you got? Yo, yo, yo. What the fuck is going on? We might have a massive guest coming through. Hopefully that happens. But in the meantime, let's talk about something important. And it is foot sweat. Make sure that you change your socks during the day. Because your boy's got a case of athlete's foot. I never knew that was the reason why. I remember seeing the commercials of Tuft Acting, Ten Acting back in the day, thinking that can't happen to me. Your boy's got it. Got bad, little... right? Yeah. Dude, it hurts. <laughs> it burns, itches. It's just a little small little thing on my on my ring toe, my left foot. You got to watch out for that shit, man. It's a real deal. Switch out your socks before you go for a run. This has been your public services announcement from your boy, Steve. What brand socks are you rocking these days? I feel like sock, sock Adidas. brand is Adidas. Okay, they're like a lot like long socks, and I wear them with my boots. Oh, like longer ones over my ankle kind of deal. Gotcha. Is there a better like? Is there a more suggested pair of socks that like I could have that are more breathable? Oh yeah, you could go crazy with socks. Really, like New Balance have a great great line of socks. I would say a lot of breathable. Um, Socks that they have, a lot of them are geared towards towards running. Some of them a little bit more cushion as well, if you do need a little extra support in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it depends on your feel, but a bunch of different brands do have like crazy breathable socks. It's, I mean, some of them are cre- like mad expensive. Um, I don't know how breathable, because Adidas even, they probably have some pretty solid ones, but I don't know if they're like just standard cotton socks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, have a, I have a few good pairs of socks that I like. I hold on to. It is tricky though. I feel like I'm burning through socks more um, quickly than I used to for whatever reason. I don't know if I'm just walking different. If I'm just really digging my heels in and just like poking holes. But um, yeah. How 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 quickly do you guys throw away socks when there's like a little hole? Are you like ah, got a little bit left in it, or are you just like ah, fuck it, toss it out? I'm anyway. a I'm a I'll hold on for life, dude. Until, yeah. <laughs> until like your foot is exposed <laughs> exactly dude until my toes like scratching the top of my boot <laughs> that motherfucker is on my socks just slowly disappear over time don't know how don't know where they go they just vanish where do they go i don't know that they're probably like in the laundry uh vent it's sickening and like they the really disappear vent somehow yeah they they do i don't know how it happens but it does. I I'm an Under Armour socks guy. Actually, I like I like Under oh. Armour socks. I've had good success with them. I've had some stretches of Under Armour socks. They're they're good. Solid no show socks yeah. by Under Armour too. I feel like yeah. like zero show too. That is they take it seriously when they say no show. Yeah, it's which like, is a little sketchy because sometimes like I get like I don't know some, <laughs> rolls underneath your heel. <laughs> yes, and sometimes you get like some cankle action depending on what kind of shoes you pair them with, and that's never a good look. Some what action? Cankle. Yeah. <laughs> you have what do you mean? Well, sometimes. I mean, what do you mean sometimes? You either have cankles or you don't. You have nice legs, you son of a bitch. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? So, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, I mean, your boy gets, um, what's it called? Um, calf shy from having a bad calf day. Sometimes. You have bad calf days that you don't? Mentally, I do. I think cankles have to do more about the, the bone of your ankle right of like that being shown that's why i'm just curious on what you're i don't know that's how i always always thought of it like you either have cankles or you don't i don't know i don't know if i do i think some days i wake up and my socks don't look good and i'm like my my ankles look and my calves look like shit today and you get self-conscious about it you get self-conscious about your your ankles you know my calves my calves more than anything yeah but that's That's a a, this is a watershed moment yeah, I don't know. I think I've been pretty open about this. Every now and then, I'm just like, I wonder if my calves look like shit today. Fun fact. We just mentioned it before the pod about uh, 
uh, club foot people. I am one of them, and my calves uh, are a, a a root of some insecurity. My left calf is uh, is a bit smaller than my right calf. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that. Because no. I had so many cats growing up. So it's like, it's if you know, once you look at it and you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, that is like a bit of a difference. But yeah, I'm I think sure. it's a bigger deal than I think other people do. Like my parents are always like, yeah, no one really notices. But. No one does. At least I, I never have either of you. Thank I you. think you guys have very nice defined an- uh, calves and ankles. <laughs> I, I get self-conscious of like my face. Like I feel like my face is getting fatter sometimes. And like you ever get, get that like little like right below your, your chin? I'm like, oh, like I feel like it's getting a little fatter. And it's like you motherf- like I look at myself in the mirror and it's it's never as bad as I think it is, but I feel it. Like especially when I eat some bad fried food or something. Hell yeah. You know what the worst is? Seeing your side profile, or at least for me. I'm just like, wow, who the hell is that guy? I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of my side profile. Like, damn, damn. True. Gotta start rolling my neck. I don't know. I need to, I need to thin out my neck a little bit. I don't know what's going on. I have the same have feeling. A, yeah. And a clean cut too of the shave. The shave matters so much too. Then you got like a neck beard going on. You're like, Jesus Christ, what have I become? It's true. The neck. Well, yeah. When you have a neck beard going, and then you had, and then you're feeling like self conscious about yourself. It completely magnifies how ugly you feel. But if you have that that neck beard trimmed up, dude, you're doing well. Fully. When that said. How are you guys feeling about the Celtics losing the fucking finals? <laughs> what a transition. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough, but they definitely overachieved from for the year. Now, now the fear is the expectations. I think you're going to be too high for next year. And no matter what they do, it kind of feels like it's a disappointment. So that position definitely sucks. And I think a lot of the blames getting thrown at Tatum while he didn't play well in the series. Don't get me wrong. Um, you're not there without him. And I think, I think the most important thing going forward should be uh, getting some actual bench depth because that was the difference in my opinion is that you didn't get any contributions from a Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard in, in the, in the finals aside on top of Tatum, not playing well and they couldn't hide it. So it sucked. Don't get me wrong, but um, it was a good experience, and they'll learn from it, if, if nothing else. I'm with you totally. I, I think that uh, Peyton Pritchard didn't really show up. And, and, you know, Tatum had his struggles, but there's a lot of hatred on social media of Tatum right now, or there was immediately following it. And you know what? This could go two ways. Because, first of all, Tatum did play, you know, under my – you know, non-basketball knowledge. I, I didn't think he played that great, but there's no one else I'd rather have as my superstar. And I don't, I can't imagine replacing him at all. People like shout out to Motionel. Not really though. Anti shout out because he's like, he can't get it done. It's like, dude, who would you possibly trade Tatum for? There's no, there's no one. Like what are you, what are you talking about? But also I'm also kind of, this is my second part of this take. I'm also kind of happy that Tatum is getting this hate because I think he's going to come back and just fucking go God level when the time comes. He needs, he needs this knockdown. I think he's going to pop off once he gets the chance. Yeah. It's just crazy though. The dude has like a career year overall. He's all NBA deserves it. He's playing the best defense he's ever played. He actually can like make passes and play make too. Um, but yeah, no, not the best NBA finals, but also like not, terrible like the way that people are talking about it you think the guy like averaged i don't know 15 points a game it's like no he still had what like i think 26 um across the finals he still was he turned the ball over in the playoffs but i don't know i i'm a little afraid about all the hate to be honest with you because i'm concerned that boston sports media is just gonna slowly push him away and he's going to want to leave because of how toxic um just like the media is Especially, I don't know, just Boston sports is the worst. The sports radio shit was getting me heated in terms of uh, the type of stuff that that was being said. And like you said, Steve, like w- there are no alternatives. And it's also, too, it's like, wait, wait, like, what are we even talking about? We were two wins away from winning the NBA championship. And now we're like, we should our best player might not be that great. Like, what? What are you talking about? Look at every other team. Are they like you don't have all these teams being like the heat being like, oh, Jimmy Butler's not the guy. Got to What can we get for him? Like, let's start from scratch. It's like, no, that's not how you do it. You got to build the bench out a little bit better. Um, I agree about Peyton Pritchard in the finals, at least. 
I, I missed the Peyton Pritchard that was talking shit mm-hmm. and saying that this is what I do. Remember that moment? Like that, yeah, that, was, I do. that felt like a month ago at this point. But uh, it was a month but ago. But no, I mean, really, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, but no, I mean, it's such a good season, especially considering they're what, 11th in the East um, in January, oh, yeah. I want to say it was. So it's like, it's just gravy of how good of a run they had. Some things went their way, but I think they had a really tough path to the finals. Tatum logged so many minutes too. That's one thing that I feel like is a little overlooked. Poor guy's probably hurt as hell. Even mm-hmm. like a shoulder thing that he That's had going on. Say, too. So, Would you be like surprised if he had to have some sort of shoulder surgery or not at all. Just, yeah, me neither. Remember and- that game he got pulled out against the Heat? Where it was yeah. like, oh, fuck, Tatum's done. Where it was yes, like yeah. Marcus Martin Tatum within I don't know how many minutes, and you're like, there goes the season. It looked bad. And what does scare me, if I was like a diehard Celtics fan, which obviously everybody knows I am, <laughs> uh, uh, making a run this deep, your offseason shortened by a month, a month and a half com- compared to most of the teams in the NBA. So they're – going to have a month less a month month and a half less rest than the whole league without a championship to show for it that kind of scares me i expect a slow start coming out next year i expect uh minutes managed differently next year but in the nba just get to the playoffs build chemistry throughout the year and you'll have a chance because weren't the warriors like a four seed i don't know I don't remember what seed they were, but um, they're the also were like a three. Were they the three seed at the end? So they, they would have two. So they, but they didn't have home court in the NBA finals though. So the, where the Warriors must've been the one. Oh, no, no, they're the three. They they the three? The, but they just know. had a better record. That's what it was. That's why oh, they okay. had. One. Yeah. That makes and, sense. and when it comes down to it, like, like that, I know the Warriors are a different beast, but they just got healthy at the, during the playoffs and those guys know how to play with each other. And that's what you have to do throughout the year. I think they'll be able to do that, and hopefully they can put together another run in the in the playoffs next year. Obviously, I'm pulling for it; would be cool. But we uh, we will have to wait and see on that one. You know, um, the thing that you know what's great about like these NBA finals all the time is that like when we look back, like like right now, like we remember what happened, right? Like Wiggins popped off and won a game, and uh, like Jordan Poole was popping off. It it always blows my mind to like look back on like other NBA finals. Like we think like I sometimes maybe this is just an idiotic take and maybe it's leading nowhere, but I'm thinking about like the old, like LeBron championships, like on the heat and then the Cavs. there was like certain games where different guys popped off, but like we give all the credit, like now, like now, like maybe like in five years, we'll be like, Oh, remember that time that Steph Curry, like Steph Curry won like five championships or whatever it is. Like Steph will get all the, 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 uh, the, the allocates in the end, but like really Steph didn't play the most amazing basketball I've ever seen him play during the finals. He was just, he, he was a great player, of course, but like, dude, Wiggins was the one that was popping off and pool. Like this is when I think about this right now, I'm thinking about pool and Wiggins and I'm sure two years from now, we'll be like, Oh yeah. I remember when Steph won, like, you know, fucking 2022 20, and 2017, whatever the years he won that shit. I don't know if you're following what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree. I it is funny too that this was his, uh, First NBA Finals MVP, um, and it almost kind of got taken from him. Honestly, for with Wiggins, I wouldn't have been shock shocked if they gave it to Wiggins instead. I think I would have because the first what three or four games Curry was just unbelievable until he had that game where he didn't. It was that game game five he didn't hit a three right, but those first yeah. four games, I mean he he did everything. It was that game three here in Boston that they won, right? And Curry just put up like 40 and went insane and was making everything. And uh, But like you said, those role guys really stepped up and played above their level, which you didn't, which the Celtics didn't get. They didn't get that from Marcus Smart. They got it from Al Horford, I would say. They got it from Marcus Smart was fine. He was fine, but he wasn't like next level. Like Wiggins was like better than what he had been. And of course, I think it was more so you know, Grant Williams was a ghost. Peyton Pritchard was an absolute ghost. And those you needed you needed 10 points a game from those guys and you didn't get anything. But shout out to Time Lord. Rob Williams is awesome though. And that's even like and he was playing on one day. Watch. Every landing is like, oh my God, is he hurt? Just the way he like he just constantly like lands funny. So you're like, oh, there goes every single time. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's like making crazy plays and he's still like, it's it just, I don't know. That guy's fearless. I I'm pumped about the future with him. Cause that's a, that's a great contract and he's a great, uh, I don't know. Good to know that he's going to be the centerpiece of the defense for the next few years. Are yeah. we good with Jalen and fucking Marcus for a while too, or no? I, I I don't know how the contract situation is there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Marcus, he got a contract extension, I think, just last year. Okay, so he's sticking around. Um, so he's sticking around. Jalen Brown got his little uh, his deal two years ago, I want to say. So he probably has like two years left. Okay. Um, All right. Cool. I was, I was concerned one, one would be gone. Yeah, I mean, the only the biggest thing this offseason is honestly uh, Al Horford. Uh, and, yeah, Jalen Brown has two more years left on his current deal. And even then, like, the he's incentivized to stay with the Celtics in terms of, like, they can pay him the most when that comes up. So mm-hmm. as long as we're not bad by then or if we haven't lost the team, um, I think we're okay. But, yeah, it'll be interesting, though, to see what they do with Al Horford. because He's going to make, like, 30-something million next year. Oh, my. He's probably not – it's not really worth that, but you still want him on the team. It's like a tricky, tricky call, you know? It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Mike Trout money. Kind of. Not Corey Seager money. Not quite. <laughs> not quite. Not quite Corey Seager money. No one's hitting that threshold. I, hey, big take, though. Last NBA take, if we want to go there, was I think that uh, maybe um, – Jumping the gun, but I think there's going to be a lot of KD to the Celtics rumors. Yeah, it looks like happen. they're loading. I, I love it. I think Kyrie shit again. Yeah, I think it might happen. Um, I hope I'm, it does. Big take is like I'm kind of all set with that. I think that <laughs> I don't know. As once one did I mean, Oliver I, to say that shit. I was a obviously a huge Durant fan for much of my uh, life, my my time there in high school and everything, but. I don't know why, because then you have to, you're getting rid of Brown most likely in that scenario. Like you're not keeping on, you're not holding on to your roster at that point. Why blow it up? Just go get a couple role players and, and run it back. I think that's what you need to do. I don't think you need to go out and get Kevin Durant as good as he is. It all depends on what he, how he handles it though. It really might not cost as much as you think if it's like, he really holds them hostage. You know what I mean? NBA is just funky with that, where it's like, how much of a douchebag does this player want to be? <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah. that's the question of like, <laughs> is he, and which again, that's what I just think the NBA is just so hilarious. And there's so much turnover too. It's like this, so many teams are probably going to change this offseason too. Sounds like Bradley Beal's going somewhere. It could be actually the Celtics that he like wants to go to. They're but, the favorites um, to land him, aren't they? Yeah, three to one odds. I don't. I don't love that. I'm. I'm worried about what that means. I don't think yeah. he's that. To be honest with you, it's been um, years of this shit. It's like Adrian Gonzalez and the Red Sox. Like, is it gonna like happen? And probably, yeah. right? Well, <laughs> um, oh, now that Jalen Brown's like nasty and like prove that he's he can do it, pretty much just as good as Jason Tatum just to a certain extent. It's like, why do we? We don't really need Bradley Beal. He can't really play defense that well. Yeah, we do need a another... guy that needs shots. You need a yeah. I think I think you just need role players and and bench depth. Um, maybe some veterans out there instead of instead of these young guys, some veterans that have been there and done that and, and can still ball. I don't have any names off the top of my head, obviously. That's not my specialty. PJ Tucker just got uh, or just rejected his player option with I did see I did see that. That Talk would be a, interesting. An old, an old veteran. And that's what's cool about making the NBA Finals, in my opinion, where I feel like you're going to see some guys like that that maybe might not have seen the Celtics as like as much of a destination as they do if they're like, all right, Tatum and Brown, they can bring a team to that point. I think I can help them push it over the edge, not just like, oh, should I try to, I don't know, go for the potential of a, a John Morant or something like that and hope that he takes it to that next level. But no, these guys have already proven they can, so it'll be interesting to see. Because even like 08 Celtics, think about those teams where it was like he had random ass dudes like PJ Brown be like, sure, I'll play for nothing to be on this team and make it better. <laughs> so right. if we start doing that, then we're like, then we're cooking. Right. James Posey was there, freaking Eddie House. Eddie House, yeah, another one. Dude, shout out Eddie House too, man. That was a fun era. That was a lot yeah, more was... Eddie House jerseys out there than you'd think too. I feel like I see people. He was, a, he was a fan favorite, honestly. People, people liked Eddie House a lot. I love his name. 
It's a great name. And he was a fun player. He just chucked threes and played defense. Who was a better name, Eddie House or Jerry Stackhouse? Stackhouse. Yeah, Stackhouse. Stackhouse is a badass name. It's a shame his kids didn't play. (laughs) So badass. You can match any name with Stackhouse and be sick. How about Jason Richardson? Remember him? Yeah. I always get him, like, mixed up with Stackhouse, like their game. Both badass dunkers. True. They were. So baseball, how are we feeling about baseball, motherfuckers? I know. Now that now that basketball is officially over, this is all we have. It is kind of sad. I will be honest. I was out at one point this weekend where I was just like nothing on. They had the news on the TV at the bar. It's like baseball <laughs> over. It's like this is it's and I don't care about hockey enough. Like sure, it's Stanley Cup finals. I'm sorry, but I don't know. It's that's not intriguing to me. I'm not gonna go to a bar and be like, yeah, let me go focus on this lightning abs game and even that is over and probably like wednesday or friday oh yeah i hope so i hope the abs roll them but, but yeah but yeah no at the same time happy for baseball how do you guys feel about the jeter downs call up today slash red sox vibes i'm with the jeter downs call up right now I'm, you know hey fuck it and he's gonna be gone he's he's so gone dude it's insane he's gonna get yeah. so traded He'll have like three hits as a Red Sox, and we'll remember. Oh, remember? Not even. Fucking... He's probably gonna play one game until Royal comes back, and then get sent back down. Right? That's probably the plan there. I think. Yeah, right. I think it's just a depth play. I, I, I'm just a, I'm a hater of it because I don't, I don't want to fuck with his head. I don't know. That's my mentality on it. Where it's like this guy's struggled at AAA. He has. Maybe calling him up. Maybe it gives him a jolt. But. I mean, obviously, I hope so, and I'm, I'm rooting for him because I want him to do well, but. Yeah, it hasn't looked good since he he really got here. In general, he hasn't really really done anything. He he's you know he dropped his prospect ranking dropped. His numbers aren't good. Do you Go think on and on about it. Do you think he's gonna suck fatties for the rest of his life and not play in the pros? <sighs> I think he'll get a chance somewhere at some point to to have a chance. I don't think it's gonna be here though. It won't be here. No way. Well, I don't really know. I don't really know what you trade him for. There's like who, who's gonna take a chance at him at this point? I have no idea. Pirates, dude, he'll be like Chavis again. <laughs> I know, dude. I feel like the uh, the Pirates are just like the the team that everyone goes to. That's like kind of interesting. Where you got like all these guys that you're like, huh? Like, yeah, I kind of want to see what he does at the big league level. But it's like yeah. seven of them in the lineup, so they're not a good team. But you're like. Hoy Park, like I think he might be all right. Hoy like, Park, Davis, like he could he could contribute, but like you can't make a good team out of like all those guys that are just interesting. <laughs> Yu Chang, another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple, a couple others that are like pirates too. That are like are hanging, just hanging tough, like just barely in the pro still. Yeah, I respect to, it. <laughs> shout out to Jack Sawinski, by the way. True. Yeah, he actually might be a good ball player out there. He's only 22. He's got 11 home runs. No one's, and he's owned by 2.5%. Your boy's interested in picking him up in fantasy. <laughs> he's, uh, you know how they got him, right? Adam Frazier. Yes, sir. Oh. The uh, the Padres have really let go of some really good talent lately. I don't they know, have to. Like Ty France, Sawinski. Um, Ty France is a bad move. That was a that was for Austin Nola. Oh. Really? Oof. And like Austin Ola is a fine player, but France is a baller. Ty France, dude, Ty France was a known commodity when he was he, when he was playing for the Padres. He was had power. They all knew they everybody knew he was going to hit no matter where he ended up. It's just yes. where are you going to stick him? Stick him at first base? Fuck it. I didn't know first was an option with him. <laughs> it's an option with everybody. It's an option for Detroit. My, my life, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, France is on Detroit, and you're like, I don't know, he's the first guy. <laughs> Brock Holt at first, but uh, Michael Chavis at first base, but you know what? Ty France, maybe not. Maybe. I love that Chavis plays first, dude. It makes me so happy. He's so funny when I see him over there at first base. He looks so cool. Do you, they've got a lot of fun pieces, too. And the Red Sox, the Red Sox rotation's kind of been hit with the injury bug here lately. But I mean, when Kowski's pitching tonight, this is his second good start in a row. I know he's kind of gotten blessed by not going against any real offenses, but. Hey, I'd rather him go out there and deal against the A's and the Tigers and get lit up by them. True. You know, I, I, that, that, that was the, that was the, the headliner guy in the Benintendi trade that you got back. You're like, all right, 
Winkowski. We got to wait for him to get big league ready and see what he's made of. And so far, three starts, really only one bad inning in those three starts, honestly. Guy needs a name change, though, because I, I don't think that shit's going to fly in Boston. Winkowski, come on, guy. Luis Robert just, hit one. Robert just hit one to, to Pluto. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Jose Barrios, bad. Don't tell Josh. Bad. Josh, if you're listening, I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time I wanted him really bad. He's been such an interesting uh, fantasy asset over the years. There's times where you're like, dude, he's gonna be Jose Fernandez. Like he looks, he looks like him. Oh he throws a ball hard. Then he's like, then he just doesn't do it. Sorry, Josh. Hey, well, Glaber. I think so. So how inconsistent I thought he was, and I did. There's one day that I like pulled all this data from like literally. I think the last like all the active players that have like over a certain threshold of innings, and I. Pulled literally so much data from fan graphs and a couple other things mm-hmm. to try to figure out of like, okay, how can I determine who's the most inconsistent? And I just stopped because I was like, this isn't worth it. I just, <laughs> I was like, I'm still, I was like, 50% of the way there, where I was like, uh, do I really care about this that much to prove that Jose Barrios is like <laughs> mad inconsistent, or if I just like just feel like he is? Because in my head, he's just like such a hot and cold guy. But I'm with you. I have no confidence. But when, but once in a while, he looks good. Yeah, no, exactly. I feel like his highs are high, and his lows are just shit. So, like, some of the terrible, most terrible starts. Hey, I want to throw this out to there, you guys. Change the subject. Have you guys seen that movie "Sorry to Bother You" on Netflix? No. If you can, if you think about it, give it a chance. That movie is insane. Really? Well, that's like the call center movie, right? They're they're on the phone. Yeah, like it's like uh. The guy from that movie, um, the the Get Out, the, the one... Stanfield. Yeah, 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 yep. Um, dude, he's fantastic. The movie is like so entertaining. I watched it last night. Just kind of popped up. I'll give it a try. Loved it. I think I have that on my list. I've added that because I I think I watched a trailer. And I was like, I'm in, and then I just like haven't gotten around to watching it. No, all right, I'll make sure. Two hours long, and. You, like you just just chill, watch it, and you'll be like, "Wow, that was that was a weird movie, but it was cool. It was really it was really uh, really fun to watch." I feel like I got a lot of movies I want to watch. I still haven't seen uh, Adam Sandler movie Hustle. I want to see that. I heard that was very. I've only heard good things. Even like non sports people are like, "That's a really good movie." Did you hear that Top Gun is going to hit two billion? Like that's insane dollars? to me. That's crazy. Did you guys see Top Gun? No, I did not. I've seen the first one, but I don't know. Like I've definitely seen the mustache effect, though. Dude, they just love showing that little, like, little Miles Teller clip when he's doing that little dance. Do you want to um, send a new link? Sure. All right, we're going to pause, send a new link, and then we'll wrap it up. Yo, if you're listening this far, for real, thank you. We were supposed to have a massive guest. Didn't really fucking work out, so thank you for coming through. Shout out to our boy, G-Baby, Alex Fava, Jake Ruth, James Murph. James Murphy, I saw you in York Avenue yesterday. That was badass. And uh, if we actually get this guest to come through, my God, it's going to be so dope. Lance Legier, what the fuck's up, bro? You're, the, you're my boy. You're my boy. Lance Legier. Okay, we are back from a brief Steve Talks intermission yet again, Steve. Nothing but bangers. I don't remember exactly where we left off, but we're going to pick up uh, talking about realistic potential Red Sox trade targets. Okay. The, if everything holds up tonight, the Red Sox win, the Rays lose, you officially leapfrog the Rays in the standings. Who do you want to go after, if anybody, uh, to improve this Boston Red Sox team? Let me think about this. All right. While you think, I'm going to throw out a name, and I want you to – I want to hear what you guys have to say because I think – former Pirates legend Josh Bell can really help out this team this year. I'd love that. Yeah, dude, Josh Bell would be fantastic. But RIP Franchi in that situation, am I right? Yeah, probably. But I feel like, I don't know, Josh Bell, he's having a really good year. He's probably just a better version of Franchi at this point who plays a better defensive first base, no? Yeah. 
Now, Josh Bell would be perfect for this team, and he's a switch hitter. It, it would be you – know, he'd be like, dope. When you think of Josh Bell, what do you think of? You think of long bombs and a lot of strikeouts? Not, not, anymore. Strikeouts, really. not anymore. He has cut down on his strikeouts significantly. He's in the 90th percentile in K percentage this year. With a 68th percentile. His, he, his swing and miss has gone like so far down. He's walking a ton. He's hitting the ball hard. Um, I think Josh Bell is a great fit because he he's kind of transitioned into uh, not just trying to out- hit absolute bombs anymore. And he let me let me see if I can find his uh, swinging swinging strike percentage over the years. This page is enormous, so I feel like there could be some buyers. It could be that could be an interesting one too because I think. The Blue Jays realistically kind of need a guy like that too. So, yeah, from both sides, first, especially left hand. Or I, I think he's going to be a super hot commodity. Uh, looking at his K percentage throughout the years, uh, let's start in 2017. It was really his first full season. Nineteen uh, percent down to eighteen percent, up to nineteen, up to twenty-six and a half percent, then down to seventeen percent last year, and down to thirteen and a half percent this year. Cut down significantly. Everything else is is basically up. His hard hit percentage is a little down this year, um, but not so much so that where it's like really hurting him. And in a team that really has no protection because he's batting behind Juan Soto, um, he's done really well out there. He's got a he's got eleven homers, hitting two ninety four, eight fifty four OPS. I think Josh Bell's a really good fit for this team. He is going to be a little pricey. I think he's going to be one of the more sought-after targets on a Nats team that obviously is going to be selling everybody and anybody, and he's their best trade piece. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's definitely going to get traded, and I, I really hope the Red Sox are in on him because I think that is a great would be a great fit. I love that. I wish that would happen. That'd be tremendous if it was to. Um, make it happen, man. I, who, who do we trade, though? A little Jeter Downs action? Honestly, you have a decent amount of expendable prospects now. Like that, like he's not going to cost any of your big guns. Um, I mean, the Nationals need like everything too, which helps. Yeah, they (laughs) they need anything and everything. So maybe I don't know, maybe like a Blaze Jordan type. (gasps) No, you think he would cost that much? I know we, I know he's got one of the coolest names out there, but he's like a he's like in your top twenty in the back end of your top twenty prospects. Dude, he is Mark Reynolds Jr. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Dude, Mark Reynolds, in his first few years as a Diamondback, was a G. Blaze Jordan can be that. I do not want to trade that shit for nothing. Big Is he going to play, though? Uh, there's always a spot. My field? Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I, I, off the top of my head, I don't know who he would cost. But like you said, the Nationals will take anybody. And you're probably going to get into a bidding war if you go – if you go want to go get him. So I'm just saying, don't be surprised if you hear Blaze Jordan's name out there at trade deadline talks this year in general. I like that. Cause I think he's an intriguing prospect for teams looking to rebuild. You know, he's three, you know, two, three, four years away from major league ready anyways. So these teams that are selling now, like the A's, if you want to go out and get Frankie Montas or that, if you want to rent Josh Bell, maybe Josh Bell, cause I'm pretty sure he's a free agent after this year. won't cost yeah. as much. So, what about pitching though? Because I feel like, in terms of like selling on minor league pitching, I feel like that's going to be because that's a that's a depth point right now, which is cool. But like, and it is scary just knowing. I don't know. We've seen. We still remember the days of Ryan Weber uh, <laughs> rolling out. <laughs> I forgot about like Ryan Weber batting practice. So it's like we're not that far removed from being like, geez, we need depth. But I do wonder if that's going to be a kind of a selling point rather than just have all that depth kind of not go to waste because it's always, it's always useful, but I don't know. That will be interesting to see if, if Heim buys the deadline, what kind of guys that he's willing to let go of. Cause I mean, how many of those guys do we really think have fits in the rotation between you got Bello, Mata, um, obviously Winkowski. I don't think any of those three guys move. Seabold. Seabold might be expendable. Okay, but again, we just said four names that are potential rotation guys, and again, maybe two of them pan out and are actually solid 
I mean, I'll take um, it if one of them pan out to be good with the yeah, way the Red true. Sox develop pitching. But but no, yeah, Brand Bill's right. Interesting. I like Brian Bill for the future. I like Matta too. Matta had a badass sinker before he had that Tommy John. Brian Bellow is a top 100 prospect now. I saw. He is soaring up, and he's been filthy this year. And I like what I've seen from Winkowski so far. We talked about it briefly earlier, but he is what he is. Sinker, sinker baller. He's going to pitch to contact and produce a lot of ground balls, and he's done that so far for the most part this year. I'm sure one of these guys will end up in the bullpen at some point, which would be cool. Maybe you throw out even later in the year. Maybe you like what you see from Winkowski, but Sale gets healthy if uh, he comes back and you want to see Winkowski out of the bullpen. I'm fine with that. I hope to see Whitlock back in the bullpen when he's when he's back. So, And from what we hear about Sale, everything look, has sounded really promising. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself there because I've been fooled by that one too many times at this point. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you can never have enough relievers. I don't like interesting name i'd be surprised if it happens because it's in division but jorge lopez dude you love him don't you he is dude he was awful last year just like jordan lyle's bad just letting up tanks they move him him the closer all of a sudden he's got a 99 mile an hour sinker and he's unhittable That'd be fantastic to get him. I just don't know if the Baltimore Orioles would want to do this with the fucking Red Sox. But same. Hey. I feel the same way. It, they did it before, though. Yeah, because they're even with Eddie, right? Yep. Dude, give me that Will Crow. Would you please? <laughs> I'm holding on tightly. Give me Will Crow or Bednar or both. I want a two for one. Bednar. That I would trade, trade Blaze Jordan for those two. And You're going to need to give up. Big take. You're probably going to need to give up a big dog to get Bednar. Oh, who? Not one of your top, uh, not like Meyer Cassis, but Duran. That's what they, I was just going to say. That's that right. maybe you got to give up Duran to get Bednar. That's okay. I'd be okay with giving up Duran. I mean, I, I think guess, I would like, be okay with it too. That okay. that fits into the category of interesting guys that maybe are good in the Pirates <laughs> <laughs> that we that we were talking about. Hang tough. Yeah. I have something to say about that shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I hope they get fucking just a reliever, just a closer, man, just someone that could close. Oh, where is Darwin's in Hernandez? Lost. Is he Lost still playing? In the abyss. Yeah, he is just he stinks. Triple A right now. What the fuck? I think he's in Triple A. I had such high hopes for him, and then he just yeah, fell off. That he was he, the one. He couldn't throw a strike. Damn, dude, he would have some wild shit. He was he was dope for a minute, kind of. Yeah, oh, he's, he's injured right now. He's injured. Yeah, but when he was pitching this year, he was bad. And Worcester, he threw 19 and two-thirds inning with a, up to a six ERA, 16 walks and 19 innings. Oh, shit. Couldn't throw a strike. Pitching around, guys. It's a tough league. Trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I had Iles from too, and I forgot about Josh Taylor, who was really good last year. He's been hurt all year, too. He's back, isn't he? Or close to back? They keep so saying. Like I just heard something about that. Of oh, Josh Taylor's coming back. Josh Taylor, boxer. No, I don't care about him. You know, speaking of Ryan Weber, though, going back to him, what a sacrificial lamb he was, huh? Twenty twenty, dude. We just let him rot out there. He just got released by the Yankees, didn't he? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> let me I I so. look up Ryan Weber just for a old laugh. That was an era of Red Sox. Agent. Should we bring him back? I, you know, I would. Soft thrower, <laughs> you know. Damn, I don't even hate Ryan Weber, dude. He, tr- you know what, dude? He sacrificed his arm. Wait, do you be- who was that guy? The Red Sox brought and remember d- during the shortened season, um, he hadn't pitched in like four years. You know what I'm talking about? Remember, he hadn't pitched in the pros in like four years. He had super long hair. Um, I think he was left-handed. Jeff Smarza. No, no. that would have been cool though. That would have been cool if it – let's see. Let me see. 2020 Red Sox. You're gonna, this is going to blow your mind. This is, this is going to be like Mandela effect. wasn't Godley. wasn't Chris no. Mazza. No. Uh, good, 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 another good name, though. Godley, though. What happened to him? I know. I thought he was going to – Archie Bradley? No. When I get this name, you pitchers. Mike Kickham. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers Mike Kickham, dude? 
<laughs> yeah, because he was in like Japan or something, right? Yeah. Oh, remember the remember the Josh Osich era? Yeah. That's how you know we're deranged Sox fans. We were like, we were talking ourselves into these guys. Like, hey, yeah. Be, all right. Be, <laughs> dude, Jeffrey Springs is on this fucking team. Yeah. I know. That's Who's a big, killing it? That's a big L. Robert Stock, remember? Even Jalen Beeks is kind of balling out for Tampa now. Matt Hall. I'll tell you what, who I, I mean, Nick Pavetta has been awesome after an abysmal start to the year. Like his first three or four starts couldn't have gone much worse. Pushed himself into the all-star conversation in my eyes. He's, he's been unbelievable. I, I'm with you. I think he is. I think he's one of our all-stars. He should be. He should be. I agree. Did you guys, speaking of all-star stuff, did you guys see, uh, I think Buck Showalter had some comments about all-star team and that there should be like two different categories of like normal all-stars, but then like um, not utility guys, but just like not not as much star guys that get a shot to play in like the all-star game because they're overperforming like their expectations as like a fringe dude. I've not I, seen that. That's weird. I, I agree. I don't know. I'm not. I see what he's trying to say of like give a spotlight to the Travis Jankowski's, but like, <laughs> but also it's like okay, why why should he be an all star and then a guy like I don't know like JD get bumped? I mean they <laughs> in a way they kind of have that because every team has to be represented. So remember even when Brock Holt made the all star team, he wasn't necessarily deserving, but he was just the best player on the Red Sox that year. That's true. And last year Gregory Soto, like he was all right but he was only there because the Tigers needed somebody to represent them. They still no. do that, right? So, yeah, they, I, I mean, I'd argue that they still, they already kind of do that. Yeah. More than any other league, at least. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Whatever. He's up, Choi. <laughs> Who remembers? Like, I, I, I mean, David Bednar will probably be the Pirates representative this year, and that's actually deserving, but like, who would you pick from the Cubs right now? Rafael Wilson, Contreras. Okay, yeah, duh. that was dumb by me. That dude's been a beast. He's been like the best catcher in baseball. Dude, you don't tell that to a round pod. <laughs> Dude, fucking. Or I'm even the at... Tigers this year. Like, who the hell are you going to pick on the Tigers this year to represent your team? That's true. <laughs> What's it? who's the name? Who's the dude that's like leading the team and like hitting? Castro? Oh, Castro? Harold Castro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, is Harold Castro an actually an all-star just because he's hitting 320 on the Tigers? Oh, that would be so ugly. Or the A's. I guess the A's is easy. It's going to be Montas. They wouldn't even sell those all-star jerseys. It wouldn't be an option. <laughs> the Reds? Who are the Reds going to pitch this year to be an all-star? They haven't really. Drury. Brandon Drury. Brandon Drury has been good. I will Tommy give them Finn. that. Yeah, I don't know if we want Jock Peterson's probably going to be there. I don't think they would. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna smack them, dude. I'm looking, dude. 2020 was the weirdest fucking, obviously the weirdest year that ever happened. But look at this, look at this Red Sox team, dude. Kevin Pillar. Oh, fucking, they totally tanked that year. That was crazy. To look at tank in retrospect, though. It was. That right? was literally the best out. year to tank. Yeah. We got Marcelo Mayer or whatever. But, dude, look at this. They, they had fucking Dylan Covey. Remember him on the, on the White Sox? <laughs> I just can't believe this team. Like, Zue Lin was played. Marcus Walden. Marcus Walden. Dude, Michael Chavis, Jose Peraza. Like, what a throwaway fucking year. I have Jose Peraza's autograph. I was pumped about Peraza. Not going to lie. I thought I thought he was going to be around for a while. That's kind of a hater. I can't lie. Remember Danny Santana last year? I mean, come on. Yeah, dude. His leash was incredibly long last year. I can't believe he. He had flashes where he was nasty. I saw him hit a tank, actually, in Philly. Where I was like, whoa. He cranked one. Deep center. (laughs) Franchi hit one out there, too, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. That was like his only home run last year, and it went 500 feet. Yeah. I think I lost that game, too. So, remember Taylor Motter on the Red Sox? <laughs> True. I was, I was, I liked Motter. You know how many games he played as a Red Sox? Four. It probably was not many. Three. Three. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. He had, he had, but he was good though, wasn't he? I bet his average was like 500. <laughs> 333. He had two hits. Okay. Jack Lopez. Can you believe Travis Shaw was in this team? Oh, give me that Andrew Vaughn. Dinger. 
Fuck! Why was he a free agent, boys? Don't talk to me about it. It's my fault. Hey, who remembers? Wait, hold on. Wait, I just saw the guy's name and I lost it. Where'd he go? There's some fucking names, dude, that like came and went as Red Sox players. Yaro Munez, Munoz, whatever. Oh my god, where where did they go? Like these guys were here and then they were gone. Bizardo, Matt Andres. Matt Andres, that was one. Brad hey, that was a Heim guy where we're like, oh, oh, do we have something here? Because he looked good yeah. at first. He did look good at first, and then reality set in, and he sucked. Dude, Brad Peacock, who remembers? I do remember the Brad Peacock spot start. Caleb Ort. Don't remember that one. That was a quick one. Uh, oh, Colin see. McHugh, the guy that never was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He never played, right? Yep, yeah, exactly. He's a shit. He talked shit and left. Yeah, he did. <laughs> You hated on us. Bizardo. Jonathan Ross pitch a couple games. Sort of Marwin and, Gonzalez. End of an era with a Ross being gone now. I know yeah. it's a freaking Oriole, right? On yeah, this the, uh, the way Jerry Remy would always he he would love he loved to say that name. He was fun. Arauz. <laughs> All right, on the opening day lineup, in the who, if you can tell me this former giant that fucking made the Red Sox opening day lineup 2019, or not lineup, but like roster 2019, I'll give you a fucking 50 bucks. 2019, the year after they won the World Series? Yeah. What the fuck? Some blew your mind. Is he a pitcher or a hitter? Hitter. He made the opening day lineup, I guess. Not lineup. I keep saying lineup. It's the roster. Did he's, he play for them at all? Did he actually play games? He played 20 games. Oh, oh shit. Zero homers. Um, he didn't do anything at all, really. Has he played since? No, absolutely. I don't think so. Let's <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. But he played for the Giants for like one, two, three years before in a brief stint as a pirate. Um, What the fuck was that guy? Weird name. Weird ass name. Joe Panic? No, no, outfielder. Okay. You didn't say that. Sorry. I feel like Joe Panic's a pretty good guess there. <laughs> it could I know I was thinking Joe Panic, like Joey Wendell guys, but I feel like they always have those like second base dudes that are like, oh, he's solid for a minute, and then they dump him. I don't know. Outfielder. A Giants outfielder that hasn't played since. Yeah. It's gonna remember Marco Hernandez? Oh my god. I do remember Marco Hernandez. Yaro Munez. He wasn't. He wasn't a giant, right? No, he's a cardinal. Yeah, okay. Chris Owens. I thought he was going to be good. Chris Owens was really bad. How about this one? Is this the answer? Gorky's Hernandez. Oh, oh, I do I feel remember like Gorky's. The big Gorky's guy. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure, he was. All right, ready? I'm gonna hit you with some names. Bobby Pointer. Travis Lakins. I remember Travis Likens. Me too. Erasmo Ramirez. I remember that one too. Stephen Wright. Of course. Shit. Brian Johnson. <laughs> I miss. I do miss him. Hector Velasquez. <laughs> dude, he that dude, he pitched a, a lot of innings. He he, pitched, was, he ate some innings for sure. He did. <laughs> when history is written, we have to remember Hector Velasquez did some work for the Red Sox. He won a World Series with the Red Sox too. Uh, yeah, that's true. Tyler Thornburg pitched two games. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's on the Braves now, isn't he? Yeah, he's been okay, I think. I don't know. He might be hurt now, but. How Julius Shashin. How do we say his name? Damn, that was 20. He was, was on the 2020 team? team? Yeah, 2020, 2019. I'm sorry. Wow. Caster was on that team. And Workman. Marcus Walden stuck around. Wait, where's Marcus Walden now? They DFA'd him last year, I think. So I don't know where he is. You know, they were selling his game worn jersey for a hundred bucks at the uh at Fenway. I didn't buy it. I, like, eh. I could have though. Oh, that's a little much. They could really sell those if they were like 45, 50 bucks. Yeah. Okay. yeah, why not? Tony Renda. True. Legend. <laughs> Can you guys believe Josh Harrison still playing like important innings for a contending team. 
That's crazy to me. Crazy. All right, let's uh, wrap it up here, I guess, with closing segment takes. Josh, Josh uh, wanted everybody to know. Oh, let's do this, yeah. Um, I got to scroll up a little bit because we were talking some shit. He said, my big take is that Drake's album is just as goey. Joey Gallo is at baseball, one for 14 with a homer and 13 Ks. I respect that take. Uh I'm just going to just say it. I'm a Drake hater normally, but this is the, my favorite type of Drake music. And this album will be in my rotation for the summer. Absolutely. I love it. Bob, Ali, have you listened? No, don't plan on it either. Just put it on and just vibe out, dude. It's not, it's not a rap album. That's what you just need to like keep in mind where it's, He's not rapping at all. I know. I mean, he's just singing. Rapper Drake is the only kind of Drake I can really stand. Really? And even then, I don't like it that much. Did you like that song, Passion Fruit? Um, I mean, I remember the name of it, but I don't remember how it goes exactly. Fruity Beat? I'm sure I would recognize it instantly because that was a a popular one. Well, anyway, I'm telling you you what we need is a uh, we need some DJ Khaled Summer Bops. Ah, fuck him. I'm done. His last one was not good, though, right? I don't remember. I, I, I feel remember like he did uh, one last year and I gave it a shot. Oh, like, did he? I'm sucked. Just give me one Justin Bieber, DJ Khaled song. Bieber's Dude. going through it. Right? Is he? He's got that, that issue. That His face is issue. paralyzed. Yeah. Oh, this is all news to me. You didn't know that? No. Dude, you're like a week behind. His face is paralyzed, dude. Oh, yeah, shit. He might be in trouble. For real. Like his one eye goes one way, like, one way the other way. He's got some disease. It's a rare disease, yeah. Oh, my God. What the hell? Google it. You're going to be disturbed. Dude. I have to look into that. Yeah. we. wasn't a video. The world needs more Justin Bieber bops for sure. I saw that Never video. I thought I'd be saying it, but this is this is what it's come to. Dude, respect Bieber. But Gilly, how are you feeling about the Drake album? I like it. I like it. It's Again, it's like, I don't know. Especially, dude, my thing is like we didn't have any hype built up because it was like a surprise drop. It was like dropping an album tomorrow. Oh shit. Okay. So I don't know. I, I enjoy it. It's definitely, you got to be in the mood for it slash know what it is in terms of like, what, what is that? Like dance slash like Afro pop, whatever you category you want to kind of consider it. Um, if you like Dawn FM, then I think you like this album. I think that's like the, the wave of it. That's a good take. Yeah. So I don't know if Ollie or Josh are, did you like that album? The weekend album? Did you do that one or no? I'm not a big weekend guy. Okay. But it's along those lines, though, just like that's the vibe of it. And again, people associate Drake with like hardcore rap, which I don't know. This is not. Although the 21 Savage verse is, is pretty cool. I can lie. He says he would he would have shot Will Smith. How about that? <laughs> that's my wow. favorite part. Yeah. I do like I am a sucker for a 21 Savage feature verse. To be That honest was shocking. I uh, they played it in my spin class tonight. Actually, that particular song, I swear, the girl, my spin instructor, I think she edited that line out because I was like listening really oh. hard and spinning to like try to be like, like listen for that. But I think she edited it out, which was maybe a smart move. I don't know. A line about shooting Will or uh, shooting Chris Rock. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I was Will Smith, oh. I would have slapped him with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. My bad. I meant if he was. Yeah. Wow. But still, no. The point remains. That, what, what a bad. <laughs> So 21 Savage would have walked up on stage and shot Chris Rock. Crazy. Dude, dude, 21 crazy. Savage is one of the best um, feature guys. I, I wholeheartedly agree. That's about as long as I can stand listening to him. But every time he comes out with a feature verse, I got I like have to listen to it because it's either funny or just super catchy. He's <laughs> laugh out loud funny sometimes. He is. He is. He is. He's, uh, I'm trying to think what was that Cardi B song where he talks about like hot sauce. Like yeah, the same verse. Hot sauce one is on like the hot sauce on our titties. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like another hot sauce reference, like lines later. Yeah, it's like, bro, what? Exactly. It makes no uh, sense, but shit is funny as fuck. He makes it. Yeah, it's not corny when he does it for some reason. But he's also, I think, my favorite um, song off the previous Drake album is uh, is one Twenty One Savage as well. Um, was that? Is that No Friends in the Industry? No, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's the uh, 
Um, uh, body catcher. <laughs> Soul Snatcher. Slaughter Gang. Hmm. It's Knife Talk. Knife Talk, thank you. With J. Cole, too, right? Uh, or no? No, J. Cole's not. So, J. Cole did that song at the concert I went to, and 21 Savage came out. So, that's why I think I associate with J. Cole. I don't think he's actually in that. I think he's a different, like a no name kind of guy. Like the okay. guy is like, keep a blicky. We in the weeds sticky. That song, I, I love that song. I, you know what? I'm going to make a compliment because I am a notable, like, Oliver can't believe that I am advocating for a Drake album and Josh either. But, um, and I hate Drake most of the time, but I can't lie that I, I have listened to every Drake album and I have a feel for every Drake album. And uh, I could make a pretty good compilation of things that I like about from him. I, I, I'm, I probably could make a compilation of things I like from him too, but it would all just be definitely more of his older, older music where it's mostly rap. What's your I favorite bet. Drake album, Oliver? Um, Let's see. Go on, Take care for me. Yeah, I would probably say that one too. That probably had the most rap esque, rap type Drake stuff, right? Where it was still like okay, I didn't love it, but I definitely didn't hate it. But over time, I just grew to not like him a lot. I'm, I'm a nothing was the same guy. I think that's my like apex of of Drake for me. That was very good too, as far as Drake goes for me in my hatred of him. I still, I, I still do like, I don't know. I think Views is a long album, but there are some Views vibes in this album too. Of like, okay. Yeah, that was I good. I love this album. This is one of my favorites. This is maybe number three for me. And um, I wanted to throw this out there for Josh and Ollie and Gilly too, of course. Uh, the Logic album. I'm a Logic hater normally too. This album fucking slap, dude. I didn't listen to it yet. Give I it a try. I have a hard time listening to him now because... I don't like how he was just like, yeah, this is my retirement album. And now he's had like three albums since then. Like, what are we doing? Dude, he never retired. He needs to shut the fuck up with that shit. That's the thing about him. Like that, that like, and I liked <laughs> logic for a lot of his career. Definitely fell off towards the end. Like most rappers do over time. It, it, and then, you know, that last album I thought was really good. I was like, I'm glad he went out on a high note. It was really good. And now he's had 17 albums since then. <laughs> And he can't stop making music. It's like, what are like, what's going on? He makes on? more music than most rappers do. So, it's very so now I'm kind of yeah. like, was that just a, a build, a, a huge hype up to sell an album? And now it, I don't know. I have a hard time listening to him now, at least any of his n- newer music. Cause that, I don't know that whole thing. Cause I wonder how Josh reacted to it because he was really emotionally invested in that last album. Like he was watching the watch party with him on Twitch and everything. Yeah. And he he said it was like the, his favorite album of all time, which I don't blame him. It's his favorite artist of all time. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting all this music. Like we're getting too much logic now. There's so much logic music now since he retired. It's like Tupac. It's, <laughs> since like- he, it's like we're getting an unreal amount of logic and pop smoke in the last two years. And it makes no sense. There is more pop smoke dead <laughs> music. Than it, it doesn't stop. <laughs> market of pop smoke is so fucking flooded i still i still vibe to like every pop smoke album though to be honest i do too i that's actually one guy i can't really get tired of listening to is pop smoke as weird as that is i don't know we listen to like a zombie because like literally like they use every syllable that man ever fucking uttered like every oh yeah they'll find a way to make songs out of out of it whatever they can of audio they have with that guy because it all turns into a bop every time. Do you think when we uh when we die, people are gonna do that with our podcast snippets? Just really keep the chop up. <laughs> or take we're gonna, the bond we're forever. Have to make some more lost audio for that to happen, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure we can figure that out. Damn, remember the lost pod? Yeah, of course. That's a, that was about four years ago. Yeah, sure was. Holy shit, we've been doing this a long fucking time. Yeah, I know. How great! Yeah, you're right. We're coming up on a. Four years. We're coming up four years for real. August, right? Yeah, a lot of shit has happened in four years. It's great, crazy to think about as I burp into the mic. <laughs> a lot of motherfucking things. Shout out to G Baby for always listening, completely melting his own brain. <laughs> Galen used to be, have a fucking very high IQ, and now <laughs> <laughs> now he's just one of us. Galen's one of the smartest kids I know, and now <laughs> G Baby and Jake Ruth, man, those guys. 
have Jake, Jake was a nurse, but now, now he's like we've mushed their brains. Oh my god, Lance, dude, Lance just get poor Lance. Lance. On. Yeah, poor Lance, Lance didn't know what he got into. Shout out, Lance, dude. I hope he's doing okay. Me I know. Too. I think I think he's recovered, but is he a Sox guy? Does he care about the Sox? Yeah, I mean, he's like kind of like we are. Like I am with Celtics. I think like just kind of watches, but not really. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe though, Lancey, if you're a Red Sox fan, let us know. Like a real one. He listens to this whole pod though, so he must fucking have some tolerance for us, our bullshit, you know? Yeah, he is definitely a true psycho. Alex Faba also, another one. Listening all the way through. What the fuck is wrong with you? Also, just to end it to end it here, the US Open was awesome this past weekend. And now that the US Open has come come and gone, we're about to see another big wave of people, bigger, you know, big, decently recognizable names head over to that liv saudi tour so get ready for that if you care about golf wait you said more oh yeah really oh there's gonna be another big wave here coming up oh no and honestly it sucks because while the competition of another tour is good at the same time splitting up the best talent in the world in a professional sport i think is bad like that's the golf tour what, what are they going to do? What's, what's happening? I'm sorry. So if, if you're on the LIV tour, this new golf tour, you can't play in any PGA tour events. Like they've said, they're, they're suspending those players that they can't. Why? Because you're going to a tour that a, a completely different tour with different beliefs and different philosophies and, and everything. And the PGA tour commissioner said, if you go and take all their money and sign a contract with them, we, we don't want to be associated with you. Uh, for a number of different for a number of different reasons. So, but the but the best comparison that I can come up with is think if Jeffrey Bezos was like, you know what, I want to make a new football league, and start a new football league, and started poaching these guys, giving them guaranteed money, you know, double, triple, quadruple their salaries, guarantee their money, and say, come over here and play football for me. I'm going to give you everybody, you know. Kirk Cousins, for just for an example, because he you would know, go. He's he a scumbag. Would, first of all, first of all, yes, <laughs> he would definitely go. Second of all, he's kind of that type of talent level uh, that is kind of has kind of gone over to that league. Kirk Cousins, I'm gonna you know give you 150 million over the next three years. Do you want to come play for me? Sure, let's go. And like those are the type of guys that are gonna go over. Not so much the elite talent like the Rory's and JT's like those guys are for the most part staying but you're going to see other guys like I don't know Bryson went over DJ went over don't be surprised if you see Brooks Kepka go over because his brother's over there anyways already so that's definitely wow. going to suck seeing the talent split up because I want to see all these guys play against each other and now the only time we're going to get to do that is at these four major events and we don't even know if that is going to happen going forward because what if the PGA Tour gets into an agreement with these separate organizations that run those four major events. And now those LIV guys can't play in those major events, which I think will happen. Maybe not soon, but eventually I do think that will happen. They'll do everything they can to choke them out and be like, all right, make it as difficult as possible to be in that league. Exactly. Who's financing this other league? Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so, that's why it's so controversial because they're getting all their funding from Saudi Arabia. My uncle was telling the, me this. The, I prince was about, the, well. prince, the prince of Saudi Arabia, whatever his name is, you know, obviously a bunch of blood. It's it's basically blood money when it comes down to it. And those guys can take a bag all they want. But it's I think it sucks to see. And most importantly, I think the golf you're going to see from the LIV tour is not going to be fun to watch. But that's well, formatting is weird, too, right? That's why. I, yeah, it's it's not right. the oh. it's not the normal. Like, so PGA Tour events are four rounds of golf Thursday through Sunday after Friday and Saturday or after Thursday and Friday, they cut like to like the remit, the best, like 30, 40% of the people and everybody else takes a smaller pay cut and doesn't make the cut to compete to win. And that in this new tournament, it's more of like a casual format where you literally have teams you're playing with. It's a shotgun start, meaning everybody starts at the same time on a different hole. And it's only three rounds. 
So it's it's a completely different format. I think wow. it's stale. I think it's boring. And you're going to see the same guys week in and week out. Um, but that's my little spiel. I'll talk more about it on 200 par this week uh, per usual. So that's all. I think that's all the time we got, Steve. Yes, sir. All right. Be on the lookout for maybe, maybe we get a second pod this week. If uh, it's definitely possible, I I think it's likely. All right, we'll be on the lookout for a surprise pod drop this week. All right, word up, peace, peace. All right, the one true host is here, and it's time for me to explain some shit. So, I thought we were supposed to be getting Scooter Jeanette on the pod tonight. Scooter, follow us. couple dms were sent to him and then returned of course but uh the the mentions were popping off and he was ready to come out it seemed but it didn't work out but hopefully we make that shit work this week whatever works for scooter we're getting him on i have a lot to ask scooter do shout out to big hoppa if you listen to this big hoppa um the argument didn't come today big hoppa accused scooter of using steroids this is one of our loyal followers and guest on the pod uh, he accused Scooter of using steroids which is not fucking true I don't think so since we're the leaders of the free Scooter Jeanette gang we thought it was time to get Scooter on and I think it will happen soon not today but uh, thank you for listening if you listen this far to us three douchebags just rambling about nothing I really appreciate it that goes up to you G baby if you're fucking listening at all cause I get it I get it dude it's hard it's hard for me to get into a podcast. I was listening to fucking uh, the Fringe State Alien Network the other day about UFOs. Check that out if you get the chance. And that's a real pod. Listen to this shit, fucking delete it, and listen to a real podcast like Alien Network. Fringe State, it's called. It's all about aliens, man. Aliens exist, UFOs, bro. Shout out to Alex Fava certified psychopath for life and he will be honored as such at the end of the year market lance Legier, what the hell is going on my brother celtics what you gonna do james murphy i see you at york street doing your thing kids picking up stuff whatever he's doing i couldn't even see but i saw i saw that snapchat jake ruth here if you listen to this podcast let me know Okay for now. Yeah, man, we're just chilling out here. Shout out Josh Martin. Josh, if you listen to this shit, send me a fucking trade. Not including Jose Barrios. Josh was pissed. We're about to have Scooter Jeanette on without him, and I can understand why. But Josh has another opportunity coming up this week. I'm telling you, we're getting Scooter Jeanette on. I promise. I can't promise shit because I can't make that guy come. But if he'd like to come through, it's always an open seat. <coughs> Thank you all for coming through. Thank you for listening to the stupid podcast, man. Four years running. Fuck McPuff for life. Peace.